Welcome back, Rumpy Pick'em fans. 2019 is in the books. Gone, but not forgotten. We went back and found some of the best clips of the year for you to enjoy over your Christmas break. Year three of the MLR is right around the corner, and we'll be following it on Rugby Pick'em. Enjoy. cements this team together. Wonderful defense from Pickleman. What incredible play, big man running hard. He is such a good supportive player. Pinkelman will run behind the post for the USA. He really has been a stalwart. Ben Pinkelman, Cherry Creek High School, Colorado State University Rugby, Denver Barbarians, USA Sevens Eagle. I remember you said that before too, that like in the locker room after that game or maybe after the tournament was kind of like a moment for the team to where everybody just like talked and really laid it out there that, hey, like, you know, fuck it, let's come out and let's just win it next year. Let's yeah. just win it. Reflection time. And yeah, like that was full out mostly just being like, you guys are good enough. Quit being fucking babies. Quit being stupid. Like you're good enough to go win the series. We could win every tournament. We have the talent to do that. And yeah. it's like, yeah, like Okay, let's do it. That's been an awesome progression to watch just like as a fan of the team and just knowing some guys on the team going from where we were, you know, worried about getting relegated out of it to then starting to work up to where we're kind of flipping around like 12th place. And then we hit this series of years, I mean, we'll say 2014, 2015, where we really started, you know, getting a lot more quarterfinals and semifinals looks. And then we were starting to be way more consistent with it as – it's been an interesting progression to watch. And it is really crazy, too, just because a lot of the players are the same. Yeah. And you could say it's all coaching and Mike, but I really – like, he is an excellent, phenomenal coach. But just those players have grown so much that I think with other coaches, they also could have done similar progressions. Like, it's just growing as a player and going through those experiences and getting better in those moments. Because, like you said, it was never making the quarterfinals yeah. to, okay, now we're making the quarterfinals, like – then you're winning. 50 to 75%. Okay, now we're winning. Now we're in the semifinals, and we're just losing the semifinals. And, like, this year was now we're in the finals, and we're losing the finals. Yeah. So hopefully it can now be a now we're going to win the finals. And you were saying your goal this year was just, like, win win the pool. Like, go 3-0 and yeah. all, on oh, day one. So slow. It was, yeah, top four. All that mattered. So all that means is get out of the pool, not even win the pool. Didn't even care. If we win the pool, we win the pool. But it's get out of the pool, win the quarterfinal. That's all that matters. So, I mean, even aside from just players being different and a year further along in the rugby progression, I'm sure there was just like a culture change over, we'll call it that four or five year period. I mean, what was what's different about Eagle Sevens today, or we'll say a couple months ago versus, you know, five years ago? We've just been together so long, that group. Like, it's just, there's no more indecisiveness. There's no more uncomfortableness, like, with... Like me talking to anyone on the team, there's not going to be a awkward thing to talk about or a uncomfortable moment. I can go to Kayvon and be like, hey, Kayvon, you turned the ball over 17 fucking times versus Kansas City in the quarterfinals at Nationals. You need to do better. <laughs> and But we'll just like that kind of communication at practice and in games to always be getting better. It's blunt honesty, right? It's blunt honesty, but also understanding when maybe you can't be bluntly honest yeah. and you have to be a little softer and just like trying to get the best out of everyone from every person. 
Well, we all play with Maximo De Archibald, and no one's more badly honest on the field than Maximo. Definitely where I learned my style from. Yeah. Well, I'm actually very different. On the field, I'm very positive. Everything's positive. You only have 14 minutes. I mean, how pessimistic can you be? Yeah. yeah. Everything's next job. Great job. You're doing fine. Yeah. It'll be or okay. forget yeah. about it. Yeah. If you Off the field, it can be like... Get better. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Howden, midfield back, Nola Gold. Three Americans. Three Americans. Okay, uh, three Americans. I love your first answer, by the way. Loved it. Wasn't yeah. accurate, but loved it. The, the Malifa brothers are going to 100% be put in there. Yeah. And, they, and they're, they're one. That's one person. Right. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> okay. they, they, you can't put them, put them up, you know. Yeah. Both, both Nese and Atta are uh, some of the greatest contributors to USA Rugby. Um, yeah. over over their their time playing and they still contribute um, and then two of the greatest players on the field and then maybe what's even more important is they're just th- two great uh, role models men and and humans you know yeah, citizens of, of of the world and citizens of the game I've got a lot of time for both of those dudes um, next up if I'm looking at American I'd probably be remiss if I didn't say this but but Perry Baker, um, obviously yeah. his pedigree yeah. speaks for itself. Um, that was just with Tiger Rugby, right? Yeah, we played Tiger and 1823 20, 18, 2014 yeah. was our was our first season. It was right before right before he went into the into the national setup. <clears throat> and did you go on tour with him in Scotland too for sevens? No, I don't think. Uh, yeah, he went to Scotland, Melrose. Yeah. Um, Melrose Sevens. And then we went to uh, Central Coast together. Oh, nice. And Aussie. Yes. Um, and I think that was the two. Oh, and Shanghai, China. Yeah, that's what it was. Shanghai, China. And shout out to P, bro. We got a good story from Shanghai that no one else knows. I'm not going to tell you, but it's good. <laughs> shout Why? out to P. Hope you're listening. Yeah. You must eat. You must eat. Um, good teaser. I think I might have heard this story. Yeah, you probably know it. You're bound to know it. I, could, I was living with you when I went to Shanghai. Yeah. Um, one more American. One more. Malifas, P-Bakes. Um, Major League Rugby. Uncle Johnny returns. Yeah, and it's like we spoke about um, before the show. It's the details, right? So, like, those, those details and the fundamentals can fail a team and create, uh, you know, their, their six losses – Look at Austin. There's they're zero and ten. They were they were close in many of their games. Yes, they lost all of them. Yes, they, they were close in many of their games. It's the details that failed them, right? Yeah. So, so with Utah, instance. the dis- the discipline and the details, um, which is true, which separates at any league yeah. at any level, that separates the best from the bottom of the table. The MLR is deadlocked heading into the playoffs. Eagle. I think Toronto's uh, more consistent. They Toronto's could also like building. they could also blow this game out, but like I have Toronto by three. Yeah, it's just be because tight. I think Rooney's, Rooney's going to show up. And Rooney's yeah. also got a good defensive system. We saw that uh, in the game here against Glendale, uh, how well Rooney tackled. Actually, that they 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 did defend very well, except that that very last try at the end where they let it slip. But up, up to that point, they defended pretty well. They kept Glendale out. You ready for Staka? Yeah. Since the arrows opened four and four on the road, seven and zero. Oh. 
Yeah. Mm, mm. Tell you, peak at the right time, and they yeah. got the systems. They, Tell they're you what, gelling. Boys, Toronto. It's, it's a fortress. They're, they're gelling it's a because fortress. Like, those are all domestic guys for the most part. Those are all domestic guys. They're all playing together. Yeah. Ontario Blues. I love the lock. Canada. The big bearded lock. Dude, they're Shepherd. That's his name. Uh, yeah, yeah. Savage. Tough team, man. Here we go. Sheep herder. What I think is the game. I mean, these have been the two high flying offenses of the year. Nola Gold at the San Diego Legion. It's a must win for Nola. It's a want to win for San Diego. I'd say San Diego's still a a 10-point favorite based on Nola's form. 10? Are you more or less? Mm. Talk me out of it. Mm. Johnny, you can't just mm me. Mm. You got to talk. A podcast so nice, we recorded it twice. Okay, Rugby Pick'em folks, I am making a pre-show announcement. Uh, I'm taking the heat on my shoulders as the uh, sound audio engineer. We just recorded for 40 minutes straight without the mic plugged in. So the boys are going to run it back because they love the game. They love the punditry. And uh, as Barry said, if you can't talk about rugby for a half an hour, then fucking what's it worth? So here we go. Round two. Uh, taking it back. Welcome back to Is this thing uh, on? <laughs> Alright, get it out of your systems. Okay, so let me just quickly explain no, no, rugby no, no, no. picking fans. Um, so we recorded an entire podcast and uh, unfortunately we didn't plug in the microphone. Yep, it's true. It happened. Uh, and we're over it. We're over it. We're going round two here. This is going to be much better than the last one. So here we are. They're all amazing. MLR final. Featuring Tommy No Picks. So let me ask you, is your gut reaction that, tell me if I'm off, San Diego is the favorite at home? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah. like it, more than our standard favorite of three. Okay. What do you willing to, what do you think this handicap is, John? No, I, I think it's a pick em game, dude. I really? think, I really think Seattle's coming in pretty yeah. strong. I, I think everybody's going to talk about San Diego. Everybody's going to talk about San Diego, and it's the easy pick. But Seattle's coming That's right. They played well. They played very well this weekend. Strong. And they've done well on the road this year as well. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like that call, Johnny. I've been thinking San Diego all weekend since that wonderful performance. But if there's one team that can go there and, and, and probably – you know, piss on their parade a little bit in San Diego. It's going to be the Seattle team. They can do it because they've got that Ford pack and they've got that blitz and that X factor we spoke about last week. So, yeah. Uh, All right. So, Tommy, we're doing a pick em game. No spread. Winners only. Well, well, I have thought like President Obama is supposed to be in uh, San Diego. Oh, did you hear that rumor? I'll take so. <laughs> so, exactly. There's your but pick. As who the, for, the, for the game, uh, who knows? Who cares? Why bother? Oh, because Seattle is coming in to San Diego, and they're uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I love it. I love it. That's our Tommy well, no pick segment. Well, there's, a, there's a no picking right there. That's a hot. Tommy's one of the best at not picking the game, and I love it. Um, Seattle at six. <laughs> they're not playing a seven game series, but that would be awesome. <laughs> Seattle by six. Lenny Martling, Denver Barbarians. 
we were going to Sun Valley, and and we flew out of Aspen. And I was working as a carpenter, and I was working with uh, Julio Fultre, good buddy of mine. We get paid. We got to catch a bus. Excuse me, bus to Aspen. And so he's, we got to get something to drink for the bus ride, and you just assume it's going to be beer, right? So we go in, and Julio says, "You know, Lynn, we drink beer all the time. We shouldn't drink beer. Let's do something else." I said, "Okay, Julio, what do you got in mind?" And what's the name of that stuff? Grand Marnier. So he says, "Okay, we'll get Grand Marnier." I said, "Oh, okay. What's that?" He says, "Oh, you'll love it." So we get a bottle of Grand Marnier. I don't know. You guys drank that stuff? Yeah, I fucking love it. Yeah. A sip is good. A bottle, not so good. <laughs> so, so we get a bottle of that. We go to Aspen. And it's empty. Grandma. And we get a little wait. He says, let's get another. What a good idea, Julio. So we get another. What? Then the plane's delayed. We get a third bottle of Grand Marnier. Between he and I, we drink three bottles of Grand Marnier. We get on the plane, and the other guys are drinking too, obviously. And we take off, and all I remember is I got my head in the puke bag with the uh, stewardess with an ice pack on my neck for the whole flight. And uh, this, we had this guy, Dan Cohen. He was a hard man, prop. And he was, he was insane, and he was drunk. And for the entire flight, he was trying to open the doors to jump out of the airport. <laughs> Jesus. Nice. And this is a strong, big guy. So it's like, Jesus, somebody put him down. <laughs> they have tranquilizers there, like uh... <laughs> tranquilizers. Like, so we fly to Sun Valley. They throw me in the back of a station wagon, and we had to get up at like eight o'clock the next morning and play. And we ended up winning the tournament. So, <laughs> Just throw that in there. Classic. We went to France too, right? Yeah. Barry Herbert. So I'm like, okay, well, this is very nice. In fact, I mean, you know, nice big stadium, nice, uh, you know, well-designed, great turf, or nice pitch, you know, huge screen at the one end, easy to get a drink, merchandise, all very rugby, rugby, rugby. So, of course, assuming this is the, the norm in, in, in the U.S., and unfortunately, that appears not to be the case, Misha. Yeah. So, but my initial impressions were of the game were great. You know, I got to stand on the sidelines with um, – uh, an old friend uh, who's actually a sh- uh, shareholder at um, uh, one of the one of the owners at at, at San Diego and next Springbok, um, guy called Bob Skinstad. He was a Springbok captain. Happened to be there, and that was amazing, you know, to catch up with him and uh, and to see him there. And it was a very very exciting moment, I think, to be at that very first game of Major League Rugby played. And there was a real buzz in the air. The people that were there were were really, you know, you could see so much energy and effort had gone to get. Uh, you know, Major League Rugby up and running, and uh, it was it was it was it was a great experience to be there that day. Yeah, and that stadium, you know, has been the launching point and the center point of USA Rugby for a while. Host the club national championships. Basically, they're trying to get as many rugby games and events there as possible because that's what it was built for. But with the USA Rugby headquarters in Boulder and Glendale's been the metropolis of all the action so you came to the right city absolutely yeah. probably met some characters too one of our own oh yes <laughs> rugby pickham's harpo harpo <laughs> harpo's one of the first guys that i met uh in the bar uh just wandered over and just started shooting the breeze as harpo does um 
So he was literally one of the first characters I met. Some of the guys like Gary Rowdy Stimson, uh, who I'm, you know, I still chat and, and see Gary quite a bit and chat with him. And, you know, it's there, there are all these rugby characters that have been doing the hard work here in Colorado for years. And, and you know, I've only recently got here. So it's awesome to, 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 to sort of chat to these guys and, and pick their brains about rugby in the state, what's going on and, you know, seeing the development of the game uh, you know, just the other day with you guys down at uh, down at North High School, was it? Yeah. Uh, North High School, was it? Yep. And uh, just the kids starting out there at North and, um, you know, also helping out with Queen City, uh, Ken Stone doing Mines. such a great job. Mines. Yeah. Uh, now I'm following and watching you guys at the Denver Barbarians very closely as well. So, yeah, I've, I've kind of immersed myself in, in, in local rugby and uh, it's been very, very rewarding uh, I've met so many amazing people, and, and I think that's kind of my message really for today is how what a great game this is. No matter where you go um, in the world, uh, you know, if you can find a, a, a local rugby club or university and, you know, go down and support, you, you know, your world can change. You know, this really has, and I've, you know, I've been able to do that a few times in my life. Um, coaching and getting involved in rugby in different parts of the world so it's been absolutely fantastic here in colorado as well and you can always give back if you're not playing you're coaching if you're not coaching you're managing yeah yeah, yeah. you want to just it, go to the game you and know, have a beer taking the kids down and watching on the sideline is uh, you know and, and and watching that game always with some sort of view to trying to learn something from the team or what you're watching because remember it's all brand new now rugby world cup 2019 AB Lives, 10 Suggestions for Japan. Touring around the country, riding the rails, um, seeing what we can see. But a lot of people out there in the mix already. We saw our boy AB Live. AB Live, Aaron Britt, a.k.a. Aaron Believeland. John, you had a couple of rules and tips for traveling in Japan. You want to list out some of your favorites? Our boy AB, that's your boy. AB. H-Boy, AB Live. I spent some good time uh, in Japan uh, with a bunch of old boys, and, and he actually played some rugby out there. There's a guy that we met two years ago at the premiere for Super Troopers 2 in Chicago. Some dude we just happened to hang out with, and he was like, oh, yeah, I live in Japan. I'm a rugby guy. I'm a rugby fan. Hit me up. Uh, it was one of those nights where you're like, oh, yeah, I met that guy. I'll never see that person again. Well, he met this guy up. Played some rugby with this ragtag group in Japan. Uh, he's still got it. Yeah. Still got it. And he's he's got some good tips for traveling in Japan. Well, John, I, I hear it's very hot, as the Qs would say. It's very hot. It's going to cool down. How hot? Mate, how hot? So hot. Yeah. yeah. How hot? Well, AB says there's a vending machine on every corner, so stay hydrated. It is hot and humid. Yeah. <laughs> Cotton underwear? No. He says no to cotton. Don't do it. Just say no to the cotton. You're going to well, be sweating as it is. You don't want cotton underwear or shirts. I hope you're on like the ex-officio uh, or some of the other technical underwear yeah, bandwagon. Yeah, get sports leisure stuff. That's really good. Wicking. Fanny pack? Of course you're going to... His tip on the fanny pack Great or shoulder cotton. bag. What, what are you traveling without a fanny pack? What are you doing? John Warner and fanny packs go together like... Japan and upsetting South Africa in the quarterfinals. Use every button on the Japanese toilet. Now, it, 
I've seen pictures of these Japanese toilets and they look like spaceships. They've got like a control panel and I'm very curious to see which which is the button that I was just get surprised at. I don't know what's coming out what's coming out next. I don't I don't know. John, if I fall in the toilet, is there a button to call the attendant like yeah, yeah. on the, the I, I fell and I can't get out of the <laughs> toilet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, AB Live's got great travel tips. He will be there tonight at the France USA game. Logan Collins calls in with a Hagibus update. Uh, but first, I got to ask, uh, scale one out of ten, how was Uncle Johnny's outfit at the game and what kind of feedback did the fans give him? Well, uh, the feedback was, was good. It was very well received. He looked moist, to say the least. He uh, had a, a USA onesie to start the day. But uh, old turn coach Johnny ended up swapping it with an Argentinian guy later in the day, and he ended up with an Argentinian onesie. He's just so, a man of the world. Um, yeah, and uh, no, he's, he's doing well. He's um, maybe not the best ambassador for the red, white, and blue, so we're trying to keep him out of as much USA gear as possible. But, uh, you know, it's he is what he is. Nice, nice. No, he's not. Well, it, it certainly isn't what it isn't. Um, but the man himself, Harpo. How about them Lady Eagles? Hey, putting a smackdown on New Zealand, 19-17, two-point victory, and then going to the uh, finals, 26-7 over Australia. Looking good, team effort, really good team effort. We had the, uh, the Smash and Bash sisters, number two, Yona Mar, and number eight, Jordan Mateus, Matias. Her husband actually plays for the San Diego Legion. Did oh. I pronounce the last name right? Ryan Mattias. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Mattias. But Jordan Mattias. She was amazing. Rugby couple. The rugby smash and bash sisters. Couple. They were running over them, through them, and occasionally around them. Wow. Cleaning out every nice. ruck. The, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, M&M, the M&M girls, Maher and Mattias. Love it. Hats off to them. And the two spark plugs. You cannot leave out. Christy Kirsch, who came off the bench and was the spark plug that they needed, along with uh, uh, number uh, five, Alive Kelter, the two spark plugs. And one more shout out. There was a sort of like a, a, a between the two of them, you had um, uh, Lauren Doyle. She was half spark plug, half smash and bash. And between the five of them, they destroyed their competition, and we also had the speedster out on the wing there, uh, Naya Tapper, along with our two props, Chetta Embra and Abby Gustadius, or whatever. I'm bad with that. Rugby World Cup Final. South Africa wins it all. That's it. I think I, that, that's probably, if I had to put money on it, that's probably what he's doing. Or he can actually decide, you know what? I don't know. He needs to assess his squad tomorrow, and he's got to see how did, how much of a bashing did we take against Wales. Yeah. Honestly, those starters, how much of a bashing, how bruised are they? Have a real conversation with the training staff and it's, be like, "Look, like, I know I everyone wants to go, but, but is this guy okay?" Yeah, like, like you got to he's got to put them through their paces at least once this week. Yeah. And England, see England's dinged up as well. Um, yeah, I'm reading a lot of dead legs, things you can play through, but mm. obviously the tournament wears on you when it's 48 fucking days. Well, that's it, <laughs> and 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 I think that's what the public also needs to realize is that, you know, these teams that are left in the last four have been playing rugby for 
40 odd days uh, not to mention their brutal camp leading and up the to camp it. leading up to it plus all the training and the pressure and the media so yeah I mean the fatigue it, 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 for me this is the fascinating part because it's purely about it's for the rugby purist now yeah it's it's not pretty most finals are uh, World Cup finals are separated by one penalty or a drop goal um, there's several through the history that have gone that way and I think this will be the same well Barry what's the name of the show Rugby Pick'em. I guess we got to pick them. Now, yeah. before we say and, and look what the wise guys are setting the lines at, yeah. what would you set the line at, at as an extremely biased Springbok fan? Well, if you were to open up bank and let other people bet against you, what would you set the point spread at? Well, I think the bookmakers have got this one wrong. I think they've had <laughs> to have England as quite strong favorites. Um, and they're drawing the line at four and a half points uh, to England. We think other. So we, we think otherwise, and we think there's an opportunity to make some money on the Springboks um, because the, the bookmakers, uh, they're basing this off one fantastic performance against an out-of-sorts all-black side that got caught napping. Okay, So the Springboks are quite bullish uh, going into this weekend, uh, even though the bookmakers seem to fancy uh, England. There you go. One game, it's a momentum. Uh, the betting lines are always momentum-based. But as he said, I've been doubting England every step of the way. I'm a person who likes to double down in my own mistakes, so I am heavy spring box. It's my third chance to say the, yes. the Southern Hemisphere plays better rugby than the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. Um, but is it even worth talking about the third-place game? or? Two spark plugs. The uh, the the, uh, the the M&M the M&M girls. The two spark plugs. The uh, the, the, uh, the, the M&M the M&M girls. The two spark plugs. Half spark plug, half smash and bash. The uh, the the M uh, the M M&M, the M&M girls. She was half spark plug, half smash and bash. The uh, the the, uh, the M M&M, the M M&M girls. The two spark plugs. It's way more fun to play open side. That first phase coming off, you don't do shit. Like you're working, you're a glorified lock in that second phase coming from the the blind side. You're just filling in around that, you know, that first ruck, setting up a poster space. Open side, you're going out and you're actually in the mix. It's a lot more. It's a lot more. In the action. Yeah, for sure. Inside or outside? Center, of course. Outside. All right. After last season, for sure. 
I, I asked earlier, fender step, and you went with the bump. Okay, good. Okay. Taylor Haddon loves the bump. When he's out of options, pump left, pump right, big bump. Would you rather bump a guy off and eventually like uh, put him on his ass and, and offload to somebody else scoring a try? Or make a tackle on your feet, poach, try the other way? Uh, I'd rather do that one. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be doing that one. So I'm gonna say, <laughs> That's not I'm exactly gonna, a Taylor play. I'm going to yeah. say, uh, I'd say I'd rather be doing that one. Yeah. But, uh, but hey, yeah. fend, fend to an offload is... Uh, yeah. What off, what like, off we could say it. offense or defense, but we know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, side Attack hand. all day, baby. The two spark plugs. Two spark plugs. The, uh, the, the, um, the M&M, the M&M girls. The two spark plugs. She was half spark plug, half smash and bash. The, uh, the, the, uh, the, the M&M, the M&M girls. She was half spark plug, Half smash and bash. The uh, the the uh, the M and M the M and M girls. Pick 'em.